Welcome back to the Taxi Squad podcast. I'm your host, Armand. Alongside me, I have my other host. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? It's me. What's good? <laughs> it's, it's Thursday. It's almost the weekend, everyone. So listen, be happy. You didn't say your name. How how will the viewers know who my other host is? You never said your name. My name is uh, Austin. Uh, no, I'm trying. <laughs> no, this is Simon. Simon Y. Simon Yuan, bro. Come on. Your, your mic sounds like it's in the back of your head. It's so deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hold on. Adjust your mic setting, maybe. Yeah. Hold Info on. Volume. Hold on. It's, I'm gonna, it's no, like... I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put my gain down a little bit. Oh, so much go. better. So much there better. Go. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I must have accidentally knocked the gain up a little bit, but yeah. Hi everyone. Um. Hello. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're Hello. back. I am everyone. Hello. Yeah. Literally. Uh, we got some news coming. Um, in regards to the pod, but once we have more information on that, we'll uh, we'll be sure to let y'all know. But it's very exciting. We're both very excited. Cannot wait. Can I hint it? Can I tease it? Can I tease it? No, you can't. No. Please. That's too mean. Fine. Okay. You can say one thing. Go ahead. Okay. We're gonna have potentially a very exciting guest. Our first guest. First yeah. ever fucking guest on the Taxi Squad podcast. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. I can't say who it is because we need to figure out scheduling and whatnot. But yeah. if it happens, oh, oh, it should be some, it should be sometime next week. It um, the episode should be uh here sometime next week. One other one, one other little hint. If it's if this is really a hint, we'll be talking about Leafs playoffs and a lot of playoff picture coming. Uh, and what the Leafs might look like in October, or not in October, so I'm thinking of baseball playoffs, looking like in later this month, in April or May, once the first round starts. So, yeah, like I said before, once we have more information, we will holla at you boys cause, and, and girls and everyone else who may be listening. Um, but yes, Armand, go ahead. I can tell you're just itching to say something. Can I say who this person rhymes with. No, okay, you fine. cannot, bro. You can't just keep leaking stuff, bro. Come on now. Anyways. Um, so today's going to be a bit of a role reversal. Today I will be uh, actually driving most of the conversation, which never happens. So it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> so um, We're fucked. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not far off from that. Um we're going to start off in the mecca of the hockey universe where okay. uh, Kyle Dubas talked to Matthew Nyes yesterday. Um, I think oh, they yeah. were negotiating in terms of if he was going to come back with the team, come back or sign with the team, or go back to the University of Michigan. Uh, it was reported that I think, believe they met yesterday. Uh, our good friend Matthew is going to take some time to think about what he wants and then get back to the Leafs before deciding whether or not he wants to sign. Um, Question? Yes, sir. Um, I kind of know why this conversation is happening, but I don't think everyone does. And I myself, I'm, I'm still a little yes. confused about it. Why is there even a conversation around whether okay. or not Matthew Nyes wants to join the Leafs this season? Like, is, isn't the answer obviously yes? Or is it because, like, Matthew Nyes is still in his tournament? Or, like, what's going on? So, look, uh, I'm not 100% sure if, if, this is, if this is how it works. I'm just going to go off because based on everything i've read this is kind of how it sounds i believe that there might be some sort of window in terms of when he can actually sign so if he doesn't sign like before the college season might he might have to actually oh come on that's a rookie move bro got to turn that shit off put on yeah. silent it's off, um, it's off it's off no i i think i think i think it's just a timing thing like look i think uh the school season's either ending or about to end and like, I have a feeling it's over, considering his center, whoever his center is, actually signed with the Colorado Avalanche yesterday, who the Leafs were also interested in. Um, but he didn't get there. Anyways, I think it's just a timing thing. And again, we, we see this every year with the NCAA free agents. Um, like, once they become available to sign, they sign with whichever teams they want to play with, and then they go into the end of the regular season slash playoffs. Um in terms of why there's so much excitement around Matthew Nyes, it's just because he's a really good player, or at least he looked like he could be a really good player. Like his his college highlights this year have been un- unbelievable. Really good shot, six three, uh, forward skates really well with the puck. So like, I think that's the reason why he's getting so much hype. I think he's a second round pick a couple years ago. So 
in terms of why there's so much talk about it right now, I think it's just I think it's mostly just because the season just ended for the Minnesota University of Minnesota. I think it's the Gophers, I believe. I can't remember. I don't really watch yeah. NCAA hockey, but that's that that's basically the gist of it. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, I know you also mentioned a couple weeks ago that there's a good chance Matthew Nyes might actually be in the roster come playoff time. Man, are you still sure about that? Yeah. To be honest, I'm not. Um, and the, and, the, and the reason I say that is because I think if they if he was going to be on the playoff roster, it would have been it would have had to have been like earlier in the season, like probably like a month ago, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Just because, like you said, when you're talking about the defense core, um, you want to give your forwards or your whatever roster you're going to the play with playoffs with some time to actually kind of gel and match and everything, and just he hasn't been there. So if I am being realistic. Uh, I I would think, and I I I think the most likely outcome here is he signs with the Leafs and he gets reassigned to the Marlies for the rest of the season, and he probably joins the Leafs next year. If I'm being uh, completely transparent, mm-hmm. just because again, I think I think it's going to be very difficult for the Leafs to kind of throw him in there like right now and be like, okay, Matthew, we're going into the first round against Tampa or against Boston or against uh, whoever they could possibly be playing that first on Carolina. I think is a scenario. So like, it's TBD. We don't know what's going to happen, but um, he met with Kyle yesterday, so that's something, I guess. Uh, in terms of Leafs prospect charts, I think it's safe to say that right now, mm. Matthew Nyes is our number one, along with Topi Niemela. I Yeah, those two are the top dogs, yeah. Yeah, recent graduates probably include Nick Robertson. Uh, I mean, I feel for the guy so much. He's not, I, still, I, can't, yeah. I can't classify I, yeah. him as a prospect anymore, though, but like he's also not a full-time NHLer. He's just on the fringe. Like I still classify him as a prospect just because he hasn't gotten regular playing time with the Leafs. Like, and like, part of that's not his fault. Like He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but like, like he's still playing with the Marlies. Like, anyways... I still think Nick, I think I still think Nick Robertson's gonna turn into a into a pretty solid NHL player if he can stay healthy. Oh, me too. Me like, too. It, it's not even his fault that he's been out so many games. Like he's just been he's just he's just had such terrible injury luck. Like it's been awful. But um, Ronnie Hervinen's someone else. I think uh, is top prospect. Probably not number one. Like like you said, I think Niemela and uh, Nyes are by far the one and two. One A and one B. If you want to classify them into tiers, and then you have like a bunch of they like the Leafs prospect pool never gets enough respect. Like it is just consistently great, considering how successful the team is, which is which is unbelievable. But yeah, like Nick Robinson's probably in a tier below them in my opinion, just because he can't stay healthy. But if he can stay healthy, man, oh my god! <laughs> I would like yeah. to extend this conversation a little bit more. I want to extrapolate because sure. you just said yeah. the least prospect pool doesn't get enough respect, right? The least prospects. 100%. But who do we have credit to for that? The Leafs drafting and development team. I don't know. Maybe Kyle Dubas a bit. Like, yes, again, Kyle like, Dubas. Kyle I... Dubas. That, that, was my, that was my point. Okay. About a season ago, uh, the Leafs just lost to Montreal in four games, right? And what was yep. what was the message at the time? No, they lost in seven games, not in four games. Whatever. They lost four games. Yeah, but yes. You know, you know the message, right? It was. Yeah, they lost three to one. They, it was like it, it was it was three one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. But the I message know, was. I know. Sorry. Go was, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. There is no excuse for the players on the team, for management, for coaching. This is completely their yeah. fault. And if this happens one more time. <laughs> We want someone's head on a pitchfork. And who were they calling for at the end of that Montreal series? A lot of people were calling for Mitch Marner, Kyle Dubas. Dubas, but mostly Kyle Dubas. Yeah, Kyle Dubas, Most... Mitch Marner, anyone. Yeah, basically and, anyone, really. And not because Kyle Dubas did a bad job. It's because Kyle oh, Dubas. No. Kyle Dubas has done a great job at making this team and having this core stick together for as long as it has. And yeah. and they'll stick together for a number of years longer. Like he he has secured the foundation of a cup contending team that has not made it out of the first round. But that's not his fault. Yeah. But yeah. 
But this year he's proven, I think, to everyone that mm. no matter what yeah. happens, yo, even if the Leafs lose in the first round, I don't think Kyle Dubas is going anywhere. That's the thing, right? Yeah, like, and I, and I completely agree with that. Like, because, like, if you just look at what he does, like, if you just look at the roster this season, what he's done, you look at the offseason signings they got. Andre Koch has been really good when he's been healthy. He's been injured for a bit. It sounds like he's going to be out for a while. He has another concussion. God poor fucking guy hope he gets hope he makes full recovery because he has a very brutal in, uh, concussion history so kyle he signed kosh who's been really good david camp has been the cornerstone of a top i think they're they're, they're at least top 10 maybe top five penalty kill unit in the nhl he's been great i think it's third in the league let me check okay th- yeah sure like uh signed david camp the one again he went and got Ilya labushkin because the Leafs defense core needed uh, needed to be addressed. And what did he give up to get him? His probably one actual, his one bad signing in the offseason. And, like, he didn't have to retain any salary on Nick Ritchie. They got, uh, they got, they got, they addressed the need. And then they were able to free up cap space because Ryan Dezingle got claimed. Because, of course, he did. Like, People were going to be upset at the end of the last season, regardless of the way things ended. And I think just naturally, generally speaking, Kyle D was such an easy person to point the finger to, given that he makes all the roster decisions and people are upset with how he handled the negotiations with Matthews and Marner, yada, yada, yada. Like, you've heard the story before, but like, man, like the fact that they're able to continue developing and drafting all these prospects and players and who just keep coming up through the pipeline is absolutely incredible man like even players like Engvall, Mikheyev, uh Travis Dermott when he was here, Justin Hall, like say what you about Justin Hall, they literally just plucked Justin Hall off out of the ECHL and they made him into like a top six different last year like it's 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 incredible it really is like, um I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say he's like a top five executive or whatever because like, i think he still does have his flaws sometimes but in terms of like what like as a fan he's done everything i really could have expected him to this offseason and it's, it's been it's been incredible to watch especially after the criticism we got last year yeah like what actual criticism can you give kyle dubas maybe he gets like fleeced in trades sometimes but not this year like yeah. this year he's done an exceptional job with yeah that. Yeah. Negotiation power, I guess so, if you go back like three or four years. But then again, yeah. look at the bargain additions he's made this year, negotiation-wise. Yeah, think, like... Look at the prospects that we have now. Yeah. And we've never hit, like, uh, top 10, 15 picks over the last, like, four or five seasons now. And yet, we still have a very, like, very yeah. decent prospect pool. They haven't had a first-round pick in, like, two years, three years, something like that. I can't exactly. even remember, but, like, yeah. Um... Oh, and also, like, uh, the yeah. Leafs, uh, they're actually seventh in the league, power play, not top three. Yeah, okay. whatever. So, so it's not off. Yeah, it's still, still top ten. That's still solid. I think like both both specialty units are top ten. Like that's absolutely incredible. Power play is first. Um, still, wow, that's crazy. Because they've been on a bit of a dry spell last little bit, but they'll, yeah. they'll figure it out. They have Austin Matthews. They'll figure it out. So yeah, like, like bum. I've never heard of him before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scrub. But yeah, like you get the idea. So like, again, I think they'll be fine. Sorry, I think he'll be fine. I don't see him getting fired regardless of what happens in this offseason or what happens in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see what happens if they do if they don't make it out of the first round because like again, the way things are shaping up, if they're gonna play like Boston or Tampa or potentially Florida in the first round or something like that, like, I, don't, I don't again, I don't know who they're gonna play, but like. I think the thing is this year compared to last year is that they, in the first round they're going to be playing a very very talented hockey team whereas last year they were playing one of the worst teams in the NHL which is why I think again was one of the biggest reasons why people were so upset but like I think it's going to be difficult even regardless of who they lose to like cuz like there is a very like there is a very legitimate chance they lose in the first round I don't want them to but like the teams around them are so good all of them Boston, Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh. All the teams in the East here in the playoffs are going to be very talented hockey teams. And there's a very good chance they lose in the first round. And if that happens, I still can't can't see anyone getting fired. Or, like, sorry. If they play like they're playing right now and they just lose, I can't see them getting, I can't see anyone getting fired just because, like, you can't blame 
anyone for just losing to a really good hockey team. It just sucks how the that the playoff format is the way that it is right now. It, it, it sucks, but what can you do? Quick trivia before you switch to your next topic. Uh, yeah. Nick Ritchie, in 21 games this season, how many points does he have for the Arizona Coyotes? I'll, I'll say 14. 14? Very close. Very close. He has 12. Eight yeah. goals, four assists in 21 Wait. games. Ah, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's not bad. Which is yeah, man. more Nick than Ritchie's he... been good. Which is more than he had on Toronto, obviously. He had only nine points on Toronto in 33 mm-hmm. games. Yeah. That's good. Hey, I'm I'm honestly happy for him. Um, and again, I think him being in Arizona will help him thrive. Literally going from the hottest media market in Toronto to the absolute worst, um, <laughs> like the at least worst media market in Arizona. So, yeah. Uh, good for him. That's all I really got. Um, Good for good, good for the Coyotes. They got a good. They got. A, they're getting a pretty productive player. Um, I'd be curious to know where he ranks among Coyotes players during that period. But I would think he'd be near the top, given that they're been kind of bad and Clayton Keller's out for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So Matthew Nyes again. Just to summarize, Matthew Nyes, maybe he'll come back sometime this season. If not, eh. Uh, we'll see him next year. I'm sure. Okay, uh, moving on. Our good friend of Ganny Malkin got into some trouble recently. Oh, yeah. And I thought this was a good time to address one of our favorite topics, which is uh, no! Department of Player Safety Punishment. No! <laughs> no! So, if Ganny Malkin got four games, I believe, for cross checking Nashville Predators defenseman Mark Borowiecki in the mouth. Um, if you go back and watch the clip, it's quite gruesome. And I'm genuinely glad Mark Borowiecki, Mark Borowiecki's okay. Because if you go back and watch it, it is, it's disgusting. It's so bad. Hmm. Um, yeah, I I believe Malkin, has, Malkin does have a uh, history of tensions. Um, what they are, I cannot remember. But I know he has one. Um yeah, like completely retaliatory. Um, I believe Malkin and Bor and uh, Borowiecki were battling in front of the net. Malkin turns around, just cross checks him in the teeth, and you can go back and watch the clip. Uh, Borowiecki's face is—he's covering his face with his hand. And I think I think you can actually see the blood dripping through his hand, which is really really bad. Um, so yeah, like it's not good. Um, glad he's okay. What did you think of said suspension and the length? Because I actually didn't mind it. All right, so I took a look at this video as well uh, a few days ago, and I saw the contact that he made with Borowiecki. Uh, okay, so it was bad, obviously, but here's here's the stance that I'm gonna take now. Okay. Uh, what what was the last suspension that we talked about? Uh, if are you gonna talk about the Austin Matthews suspension? Yes, I am. So, Austin Matthews okay, got two games. Go okay, Austin Matthews got two games. Uh, for his cross check, similar play to the face on Rasmus Dahlin. Right, we saw that hit. Not a clean hit at all from a superstar. Uh, same thing here. Not a clean hit at all. Not a good one. Very very dirty play from a superstar. In the middle, we also had Taylor Hall hitting Ilya Lubushkin, right? And that got nothing. Got a fine, but no suspension. So now I'm so we had a good suspension for a hit that should be taken out of the league. That was two games. Makes sense. Then we had something that got zero games. Makes no sense. Now we have something again that makes sense again. Four games for a repeat offender. I'm pretty sure he's a repeat offender. I'm, I I think I, I have a feeling he's he has a one game suspension. Yeah, he has a one one prior suspension in his career. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot he swung a stick at Michael Raffle, which is complete. Yeah, I was at that game actually, which is kind of funny. But yeah, yeah. So this guy has been suspended before. By the way, I wish they took the the 
thing about you have to be suspended within a certain period of time before your next one in order for you to be that, considered repeat offender status. I think that's so stupid. Yeah, that that is so stupid, so stupid. But like, I kind of get it, but at the same I, time, like, I don't. Come on. No, I don't. Because like, here, here, here's the thing. Like, okay. <sighs> if you if you commit a criminal assault on someone in real life, and then three years later you did the same thing, mm-hmm. wouldn't you get a once you get out, no, okay, worse that's, punishment. Okay, that's a fa- okay. That okay, that's a fair like that, that's a fair assessment and that, that that's a fair comparison. My thing is, no, okay, barring like okay, if you're talking about like a Marty McSorley thing, like are you familiar with, like, the, with the Marty McSorley incident? Uh, could you remind me? He basically slashed Donald Brashear in the head. Like he actually swung like swung a stick at Donald Brashear's head. It was gruesome. It was oh. gross. Like it was, like it was like, it was borderline criminal what he did so like unless you're doing that like i think it's difficult again i don't want to it's hard for me to classify different things that that being criminal or not because again like in my time and watching the nhl i've seen so much shit that like literally anything can happen but like my thing is like if you there's some stuff that that, that, that you get suspended for which Turn your game down just a little bit. Yeah, more. got it. Gotcha. Go. Move closer to the mic. Yeah, it's like if like there's some stuff that that you do, like um, in the like in games, which is obviously a lot like a lot, not quite as bad. Like for example, like boarding is a lot worse than like, I don't know, like I don't even know what a good example is. My point is here, like not all cases are the same, and not all players are the same. So for example, like Tom Wilson, we look at like the twenty what twenty two twenty three game suspension he got when he. Took when he headshot Oster Sundqvist. Like players like that, I can totally understand why they would need to have like. A, sorry. Yeah, like my thing is players can change, and if for example like someone does something in like 2018 and he's clear and he's clean and he makes one mistake like four years later, five years later, like I think like. There should be at least some account. They should account to that account for that to some degree. I'm not saying like let them walk, but like, I just like I just think it's difficult to kind of be like, oh, okay, you got suspended like for like five games like back in uh, 2018. Oh, okay, well you're a repeat offender. Here's a massive penalty or a massive fine or whatever. I, like I don't know, but like the reality is like I think it's probably somewhere in the middle. Like like you can't. You can't have like a, a, you can't have a repeat offender window for that long, but you also can't just decide to abolish it altogether. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know, but like, I don't know. Um, fine, but my biggest question then is, if you're gonna employ mm-hmm. the the time frame uh, yeah. condition where it's like after a certain period of time you're no longer considered a repeat offender, then I want mm-hmm. an explanation as to what goes into why you made that time frame specifically that time frame yeah i don't know what it is right like, now is it like 18 months i think it's like two seasons or something like that two or three seasons i can't remember it's something it's something around those lines okay but like why two seasons why do you think a player can yeah. redeem themselves and no longer is like that same player who committed that crime yeah. on ice to get that suspension yeah two seasons ago yeah. like why do you think two seasons yeah. is a good metric do you think do you yeah, honestly again, think yeah. mr league mr mm-hmm. gary bettman time mm-hmm. makes a person change yeah. yeah i guess it does but a time is not the yeah. biggest uh difference maker when it comes to things like this yeah and that's a, like and that's a thing right like and I, and I don't disagree with it at all but again like this is like this is such a common thing that we're talking like this is such a common theme when we're talking about player safety. We just want to we, we just want an explanation, man. That's all we want. Like in terms of why things happen, in terms of why you don't suspend someone versus why you do, we just want explanations. And again, I don't disagree with that take at all. And I, again, for any if for any window, regardless if it's two seasons, three seasons, five seasons, I think the fans and people who actually follow the sport are owed like at least some explanation for why things happen yeah. the ways that they do. Like, and again, like, I just want, like, I just want transparency, man. That's all I want. Like, because again, like, there's sometimes where, like, they just seem like they throw out the repeat offender thing. And I just don't get it. So, like, either keep it or leave it. Or if you're going to keep it, explain, like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Which, 
So in, in the Evgeny Malkin situation that we have over here, four games make yeah. sense. But again, I want an explanation as to why this specifically was four games instead of Austin Matthews two games, considering when was the last time Malkin got suspended? 2019. It was like three years ago. Three years ago. So it doesn't... Okay, so I guess that does count as a repeat effect. Maybe. Again, Maybe. we don't know the window off the top of my head. But like, man, I, th- I thought it could have been worse. I thought... I thought he might have he might have and should have gotten more games considering he literally made the guy bleed um but again like i'm not i'm at the point now where, like i can't i'm not really gonna sit here and say oh we should have gotten more just because player safety just does not care about fan opinions and, and, and they've made that very very clear so again i'll take what i can get four games is fine like four games is significant especially for the pittsburgh penguins who are battling for uh playoff positioning right now but man, like Jesus Christ, like I'm yeah. I'm okay with four games. I'm not gonna argue whether or not he should have gotten more. Mm. Um, sure, I can see why people think he should have, considering the hit. Yeah, it was like, it was really bad. Yeah, but yeah. but I think four games is okay. And yeah. again, if an explanation was given, I'd be able to understand myself what went into the four games. But as of right now, this is the precedent, right? So it looks like yeah. NHL, you're back to following your precedent that you set with Austin Matthews and superstars hitting players gruesomely in the face. So yeah. I can't wait to be let down by your next suspension. Probably coming up this week. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. No, no, that's a good point. I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see how things progress now that they kind of at least have some, like, looks like they have some precedent, not a great one, but at least some. So anyways... Like we've said this before, there's no consistency here, so uh, we'll just have to wait what happens next time when they play. Spin the wheel of Department of Player Safety Punishments, because that's ultimately what is coming next. Uh, other no- other notes, Drew Daddy's done for the year, he's having surgery. Big loss for the Kings, who lost like 9-2, to 9-3 yesterday to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Kings are struggling. They're four, five, and one in the last ten, and they are currently. Just give me one second. And they are currently eighth in the conference, the Western Conference. They are still clinging on to that third, well, sorry, that third spot in the, in the Pacific, and it looks like they basically have that spot locked down. Um, but man, Drew Doughty is a monumental loss to the LA Kings, whose blue line is already pretty suspect as is right now. Any, yeah, any... he yeah. is. I don't know if you talked about his point total: thirty-one points in thirty-nine games I this season. Not. I did not. Yeah. So seven goals, twenty-four assists, and uh, he has a huge veteran presence. He already missed thirty-five games this season. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot considering he only missed a combined total of 34 in his first 13 seasons combined. Yeah. So he's missed a ton of time this year. He's going to miss the rest of the season, which sucks for a LA Kings team that I would consider them to be ahead of schedule in their rebuild. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and the LA Kings are, like, really exciting to me. Like, again, like we t- like you just talked about, uh, Drew Doughty is, like, 31 points in 39 games. He's been great. And he's making a lot of money, so he has to be great. Or not has to be, but, like, in order to justify that contract. Because he's making, like, 11.5 or something. He's making something stupid like that. Um, no, but you're right. They got they got a lot of good young players. Uh, man, what's... Quentin Byfield, great young center. Akil Thomas is coming up. Anze Kopitar is still a monster. Dustin Brown is still, good, is still a good veteran. Like, again, if there's one criticism. That one criticism I have of that team is their defense is mediocre. Um, without Drew Doughty, they have like Alex Edler, Sean Dersey, who I love, but like Sean Dersey's good, but he's not great. And they have a bunch of other players, no one really of note. Uh, I think Sean Walker's still on the team. He's usually he's pretty good. He was someone I wanted to leave to get last year. And then their goaltending is still kind of suspect. I like Cal Peterson, but not great. And Jonathan Quick is Jonathan Quick. He's having a good year this year, but I don't think it's sustainable. So we're gonna see. What the Kings got this year, or this uh, this this coming playoff season? Because I don't know what they got now that Drew Doughty's gone. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like, please don't let this detract from the fact that Edmonton is still shit. Yeah. So Edmonton right now, it looks like if the playoffs started today, they would have faced the LA Kings, 
and they destroy them. <laughs> now they will destroy them. The, the Edmonton yeah. Oilers will destroy them. Yeah. But dude, uh, anyone who's an Edmonton Oilers fan that's still listening to this right now, I'm sorry, but that doesn't mean your team's good. Uh, you got really lucky this season with a really shit Pacific Division, and those mm. teams that are good, they're also falling off a cliff right now with LA and Vegas. It's only yeah. you and Calgary. And if you face Calgary mm. in the playoffs, you're gonna get shat on so badly. I hope it happens. Anyways, like, I don't want to shit on Edmonton too much because I do I wanna. think they actually have. Yeah, I I know you do. I've done I've I've done my fair share of like Leon Dreisaitl Edmonton Oiler like tear aparts this year. So I'm gonna try to like they've actually been pretty good considering the injuries they've had. Like I think that they didn't have RNH for a while and they're still afloat. Anyways, like I'm not saying I'm not gonna sit here and say they're a good team. I've already said this multiple times. I think they're way overrated. I don't think that I don't think they're that great of a team. They're basically being carried by two players and one of them's extremely overrated Leon Dreisaitl. Like just one? Ah, I'm if you if you want me, if you want me to say Connor <laughs> David's overrated, you're not gonna get it out of me. But like, no, like I think this year's gonna be really interesting. Sorry, like not just this play, this well, this playoffs is gonna be interesting because like I think I don't think they're gonna do well. Um, but not only that, I think this off is gonna be fascinating as well because like they have a lot of players locked up to a lot of money, and they don't have they don't have a lot of money available and need a goalie. Because I don't care what you say, they cannot go into next season with Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith. They just can't. And I don't know who they're going to go get because I don't know who's going to want to play for Edmonton. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of my take on it. Like, I just think, again, we, we, we both agreed uh, the LA Kings are probably going to lose to the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs. I think it might be, sorry, we said destroyed. Like, as I sit here now thinking about it, I forgot Andre Kopitar was a thing former Selkie Trophy winner. So maybe he's able to neutralize Connor McDavid a little bit. I don't think you can ever shut him down completely, but like, I don't know. Like the Kings have a pretty, uh, the Kings have a pretty good forward group. So maybe they're able to pull off a couple games. Maybe they, maybe they can even win. I don't really know. I've really watched the Kings much this, this season, but they got a good young team. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think Edmonton's going to get lucky, but Sorry to detract from the LA specific conversation. I just decided to just just poke fun at the Oilers. Uh, LA super promising future in my opinion. Like the thing with the LA Kings, we know what they are. They're coming up. They're 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 on the come up. They got some good young players. So like, this is exactly what we saw with the Leafs team in 2016, 2017. Maybe again, uh, I'm not saying that uh, Quentin Byfield is going to be like Austin Matthews, but they have young players who they're kind of banking on developing and again they still have Anze Kopitar who's a very underrated player still today despite being very valuable to the LA Kings like since he got there so like yeah this is a David and Goliath series even though Goliath isn't even that good <laughs> um but yeah like the the Oilers they're in trouble man and I think I think this is I think even if the Oilers win, I think the Kings are in a way better spot in terms of their where their team is now compared to the Oilers. Because I think I feel like the Oilers' window is already kind of sh- is looking like it's shutting, despite like, uh, despite not being all that great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I if there's one more thing I want to say on this one, it's I don't hate Edmonton. I know we give the vibe constantly as a podcast duo that we hate Edmonton. Do we ever. Do we I, ever. Maybe, maybe you genuinely do, but I only hate them so much because I really wanted them to do well over the last few seasons, and they've just proven me wrong and more wrong no. and more wrong yeah. over the last, like, decade now. Like, everything that they do I've just never, seems so yeah. horrible. And I've never... Yeah, like, yes, go ahead. I want them to do well. It's just that they are... I can't believe that they will with this current roster. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to make this complete about Edmonton, by the way. Good job on LA for making the playoffs, first of all. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no seriously. We called that. I think we both called the LA going to the playoffs this year, so I'm proud of us for yeah. calling that. High I five. know I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, we, we can shift over to the, Ed, to the Edmonton Oilers now because I want to bring up one topic. We can probably wrap up. Because this, is, like, this topic is genuinely hilarious, and I'm so happy that I saw this before we started recording. Anna Kane, ex-wife of Evander Kane, Sorry, let me take a step back. The Edmonton Oilers put the Minnesota Wild recently 
and Ryan Hartman got thrown out of a game towards the end of the game because he gave Evander Kane the finger. Uh, he flipped he flipped him the bird. Evander Kane got a fine. And sorry, it's not Evander Kane. Uh, Ryan Hartman got a fine, and Anna Kane sent Ryan Hartman money to pay the fine. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, I... that's so funny. Oh my god, Anna Kane sent Ryan Hartman two hundred dollars to pay, uh, to pay the fine or to help contribute to pay to the fine. And apparently, there are many, many Minnesota Wild fans who are coming out in support of Ryan Hartman and are sending him money to pay the fine. Wow. Okay, I saw I saw this happen. Like I saw the uh, the middle finger shown, and I knew that he got a, a fine for four thousand two hundred fifty. I did not know Anna Kane actually gave money. Yeah. What? Yeah. $200. yeah so, anyways, fans are, anyway, <laughs> so fans are sending Ryan Hartman money. Um, Ryan Hartman did put out a tweet basically saying, um. I support it. I, I appreciate the the support. Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> it's money. No, yeah, was, yeah was, no, but like he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I appreciate the support. But all money that is sent to uh, Ryan Hartman, I think tonight uh, up until tonight, I think it's seven or twelve o'clock. One of the two will be sent to uh, will will be given to charity. So that's okay. great. Good cool. job, Ryan. Good job, Ryan. Uh, Yay! You, you did good. Um, but yeah, that's freaking hilarious. Like how hated do you have to be that someone will like fans are paying the the player who flipped you off the fine it's like to pay the fine for flipping you off I I just find that really funny like yeah Kane, man like yeah you know I I really wish stuff like this happened more <laughs> do you know why do you know why because this reminds me there's a lot of shit that yeah. players yeah. and coaches and GMs around the league are just too afraid to say because they're afraid the league will find them or oh, suspend them or something absolutely absolutely like any i get it, i get it for some players like like for example if you're like a, like a player who's making like 700k and like you get fined a lot like you can't come back from that and it, it's kind of like it, it's yeah like but like bigger players like players who are making mul- like millions and millions of dollars and like gms and like i i'm a, i am right there with you man i yes. am right there with you like if there's one thing that if, if there's one thing that makes like the nfl and the nba interesting it's the fact that like like a lot of the times there lots a lot of time it feels like they're a soap opera or there's so much shit going on and that's something the NHL's missed like forever they've never had that like I want to see someone like I want to see someone like Antonio Brown run off the ice in the middle of a game like stripping off his equipment and saying he retired I miss that not I'm sorry not actually but like it'd be kind of funny like so my my biggest thing here is everyone is thinking the same thing. But no one can actually say it. So my my number one example I'm going to use here is refereeing in the league. Right? We all know how shit it is. All the players know how shit it is too. Yeah. But how many actually go out and say something against the refs? Yeah. You know, like a very, very small handful. And of those, most of them end up getting fined for saying something, you know, something explicit about the refereeing. Same with coaches. They say some bad remark, they're fined, like, what, $25,000 or something? Something like that. I think it which depends is, on how severe the... the which is ridiculous, because that's basically yeah. censorship. The league is just like, no, how come you hurt our feelings? Don't say basically. that. $25,000. The only way, the only way for the goddamn refereeing to change in the league is through two things. Number one, sports betting. More and more people are going to be watching the league... And more and more people are going to be realizing, oh shit, games are really hard to call. Do you know why? Because they're half rigged by referees all the fucking time. So, that's going to be your number one driver for referee uh, reform. It's not going to change shit. Like, I, Dude, like, I hope it does. Corporate sponsors will be up their ass if this becomes a I huge know, problem. I know, but like the, the, the NHL has not shown me anything to say, oh yeah, like we actually care. Like, bro... Like there's like, there have been a lot of people who went up who's been up the NHL's ass in terms of getting accounting. Sorry, in terms of getting the the uh, holding the refs accountable and making sure games are called properly. The NHL does not care. They're like they're they are too worried about actually like they're too worried about holding their pride in their own hands and making sure like they're trying not to look like they're being told what to do. Like it's literally like that's the biggest problem with the NHL. Their ego is way too big. 
and that and that's generally why I believe like as long like in this thing this thing you brought up another up in another ride we were talking about how or maybe maybe it wasn't but like um the end the officiating will not improve with Gary he- with Gary Bedman as commissioner it won't it will stay stagnant until he retires okay well if it isn't the sponsors yes that would drive change because I guess yeah sure your point makes sense that Lee generally doesn't care about them sometimes too. Yeah. change can only come from within because they don't listen to fans change can come from within and what is within the players the coaches the gms so yeah. i know it's not gonna happen but if we could really start like a gofundme to all hockey fans across <laughs> the world just as a pool for like supporting these guys to say some explicit shit against referees, like yo what how they, much of a clown make, show will the yeah. league look like if we end up doing that yeah that's a good point. But like, man, these players make millions of dollars. I don't want to pay for shit, bro. They should be paying me for the Leafs should be paying for my trauma. I should not be paying for theirs. I know, I know. But then again, part of the Leafs drama, the trauma, is because of refereeing too, is it not? Think of the Bruin series. Think of think of the things oh, that were called and what wasn't called. Oh, oh I know. Hey, I hear ya. But still, the amount of emotional trauma I could like. I could buy a lot of stuff with the money I would need to. I would need to. Be, I would need to have the pay for a therapist. I don't know. The, but yeah, I know. I, I I get I get what you're saying though, and I yeah. Anyways, the problem that I'm realizing the more I'm talking about this though is that why does it always have to come to us as the fans to solve exactly the league's Exactly the thing. <laughs> That's exactly the problem. Like, oh my god, man! Like as a fans, we're literally we can't even enjoy games anymore. It's like okay. How can we change the league? Yeah. This is what they're getting paid to do, man. Like, give me their salary then if you want me to do this shit, bro. Like, God damn it. This is the only league in the world that I know where after every game I watch, I'm like, how can I, as a fan, make this game better? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, come like, on. Like, and the one thing that, that, that I, and this is one thing I genuinely think would make the uh, the NHL better, but they won't do it because again, like I said before, the pride is too like they they their their ego is way too big. They should have a two minute report like the NBA, or like at the last like five minutes of the period, they uh, go back, they watch the calls, and they say, "Yep, that call was right. Yep, nope, that call was wrong." So so at least you actually have some clarity because the way they do it now, you see a player like, "Oh, that's not a penalty," or "Should have been a penalty." And you have no idea. This is the same thing with the stupid uh, player safety thing. They give no explanation on anything. And if they did, I think I genuinely believe, like fans would be a bit more content because you can say, okay, sure, I, I I can see where you're coming from. I might not agree with it, but fine. The way it is now, it's okay. Here's a penalty, and I called it, so too bad. Like. I don't know, man. Like, it's just... I have so many problems with the officiating nowadays. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> and we probably won't see any change soon, so... We won't. And it sucks. And to be honest, I think that's, like... like again, I'm not going to sit here and say that's, like, the main reason why, like... Uh, I've definitely watched a lot fewer hockey games this year. But, like, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> It doesn't hurt the fact that I basically okay. I don't have. I have no interest watching the games because like fuck it. Hey man, how about the Jays? Ser- oh baby, I could go on and on and on. Vlad Junior. MVP. That's my boy. Three didn't home runs his, last night. Didn't his hand get stomped on? And yeah, he still got it three did. homers. He yep, and he he was like nah. Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. My boy, man. That's uh. A bad ass man. Um, that's all I had. It's currently five forty-five, so we've been going for about an hour. Um, is it an hour? Just can yeah, I ask you? That... Can I ask you one question? Absolutely. Uh, let's let's try to get some clickbait shit in here. Oh, I'm ready. I love clickbait. It's my favorite bait. Go ahead. Have you? What's the last movie you saw? Oh, baby, in theater. In theater or not in theater, considering how trusting I watched Encanto again last night. That was a good oh, yeah? movie, Encanto. Encanto ha- was really good. I haven't seen Encanto, but I know it's good. I asked okay. you about it, right? Yes, you did. Um, so, for, so, okay, so if you're 
not a movie person, this is probably a good place for you to stop because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about movies the rest of the way. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, Encanto is really good. Uh, classic Disney movie. Great movie. And, like, great soundtrack if you like. Uh, like, the Hamilton soundtrack or any of the other. Like, In the Heights is another one. Lin-Manuel Miranda did the soundtrack for Encanto, so it's absolute fuego. It is fire. Um, He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would highly, I would highly suggest it. It, it. it was a very, very good movie. But How about, uh, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to know why you would, why you would ask. What's up? What, what's going on here? Yeah, but why? The last, why the last one in theater. The, the last one I watched in theater was actually Spider-Man from No, uh, no Way Home. Same. That was the last movie I saw in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I actually got invited to go to watch the Fantastic Beasts movie for tomorrow. Okay. For the in the Harry Potter franchise, yeah. uh, I actually ended up flopping on that plan because I'm dude, cases are rising again because of COVID. I'm like, I don't know what a movie theater right now. I'm pretty sure I had it. I am pretty sure I had COVID last week when I was like sick and dying. Um, yeah. I went for a run this morning and my lungs were like, No, sir, please stop. <laughs> like, I'm dying. So, like, I'm like, oh, Okay, I definitely had COVID. That's okay. Did you see um, Batman? No. I haven't either. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, it's it's taken me a while. Like a very like not a while. But like, I find especially after the pandemic now, it's very difficult for me to be like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see a movie in the theater. Yeah. Especially because like the last case like the last so like the last two movies I saw in theaters. It actually this actually might not. Spider-Man: Far From Home actually might not have been the last movie I saw in theaters. I saw Dune a while ago, the one that got like a bunch of Academy Award nominations. But like. That one wasn't great because I didn't read the book. So like, I'm like, okay, like, I heard I heard Dune was just a bunch of world building and not much actual plot. Well, like, you no, know, because the thing is, it, it comes from a book. Like, there was a novel on it. So like, if you didn't read the books, it's difficult for you to be like, oh, I get, like, I get this because like it's coming from somewhere. So like. Yeah, but then again, anyway. there's a lot of books that come before movies, and they're not that bad. I know there is. Like this one was like a very like. Anyways, actually, the funny thing is, after after I saw the movie, I actually got the book. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. Um, Did you read it? I've started it. I, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find ways to kill time that's not video games, so I'm trying to read books more. So, there it is. Dune. You know movie's bad when you have to go buy the book. What's, what, like, what are the last three? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are the last movies you've seen? You said I know you said you wanted to go see. We obviously talked about Spider Man on the pod. Like, what else have you seen recently? Uh, I haven't seen any recent ones to be honest. I've just watched like old movies. Yep. Um. Same. Like, okay, Spider Man, I could not have missed. That was like an experience. And. Yeah. Whether or not we can debate about like whether like if COVID was spreading a lot because if people went to that movie yeah probably was but like i just it was so hard for me to say no to that movie so i ended up watching uh in the theater that was the last one i was considering batman then i heard mixed things about batman so i didn't go uh also same thing about morbius was considering heard mixed things didn't go yeah um there's a doctor strange movie coming out next month in may i might go to that one we'll see I'm not, like, I've been so hot and cold with the latest Marvel stuff. Like, it just hasn't been, like, outside of the Spider-Man stuff, I've, like, I watched WandaVision, wasn't super, wasn't super impressed, wasn't, like, WandaVision was sorry, great, dude. Sorry, I liked it, I liked it, I liked it, but, like, the stuff that's come out after Avengers Endgame, I just haven't been like, oh, I need to go watch that, like, that's yeah. so crazy, like, like, it's, like, and that's, like, like, I've heard really good things about Moon Knight. Haven't started that. I might start it soon. I don't know. Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to decide what I want to watch because, like, I've been rewatching the same stuff for like the last like two months, and I gotta, I gotta break that. I gotta Me break too. that spell. Me too. So we'll see. I want to watch Moon Knight soon. I heard that's good too. But I think overall, yeah. there's just some like fatigue around Marvel right now, which is, which is funny because they, no one released shit for two years basically during the pandemic yeah. or a year. And well, a half. that was a problem. That was a problem after they released Endgame. This was talking to my friend about. Um, like they released so many things after Avengers Endgame that, that like it was just very easy to be like, oh, okay, this is a little much. Like <laughs> it is, dude. It is. Yeah. Although, like the one, the one movie, the one Marvel movie, like after COVID, sorry, not after COVID, after Endgame, which I really like, thoroughly enjoyed. Like Shang-Chi. probably the only. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I loved like that's honestly that's the, like that's my favorite post like Avengers Endgame Marvel piece, and it's like not close. It is so good. Like I love Simu Liu, and I love the casting they did for that movie, and like the soundtrack is just so good dude dude, oh my god if i need to get into the zone and focus at work i put on the shang chi soundtrack yeah it's a workout soundtrack and just it's going in the background (laughs) yeah oh but yeah it's uh that's like that's the only thing i really get excited for after endgame because literally fuck everything else (laughs) yeah Alrighty then um all right so uh we had some technical difficulties there uh my computer <laughs> is is literally telling us to shut the fuck up and get out of here and so i think so this will be yeah. a good place yeah, to end we'll, we'll, we're gonna do just that we're gonna get out of your hair um follow our follow all our stuff instagram social media all of our social media wow oh my god i'm so, uh, fo- follow our socials instagram snapchat not snapchat oh my god instagram snapchat. tiktok youtube we Yo, have a snapchat I'm ra- <laughs> yeah i'm off the rails today instagram tiktok uh follow spotify hit the bell hit the subscribe button on a youtube page hit that thumbs up button if you like it smash that button don't just click it smash the button with the i, I want you to break i want you to break your mouse just That's destroy intimate. the mouse okay not like not okay um and yeah we'll see you on thursday on wow today's thursday that's wild we'll see you on tuesday i think Hopefully. you need to stop talking <laughs> hopefully with some good news yeah yeah our first guest <laughs>